Good afternoon. Greetings to you. Greetings to your loved ones. Hello, wherever you are this moment. May the Lord bless you for your life. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Glory be to God. It is beautiful to come together in the presence of God for the sake of the word of God, for the sake of the work of God, with a purpose and a plan to hear what the Father has for us. It is beautiful whenever we come together so we can hear what the Father has planned. Hallelujah. And I want us to pray. So wherever you are this moment, just join me in a prayer. Um, if you can speak in other tongues, if you can pray in the Spirit, begin to do so. And whatever language, you just begin to pray. Um, start to acknowledge God and just say, thank you, Father, for my life. Thank him that you are alive and you are breathing. You are well this moment. So just begin to thank God for your life. Thank him for your health. For I believe you are not watching from a hospital bed this moment. And if you are, then I declare healing over your life in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray. This moment, oh God, I am healthy and I am well. And it is a reason for me to thank you. I appreciate and I honor you, my God, my creator, for your kindness and your goodness. Lord, I have got good health, Father, and I am in your presence this morning. I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I honor you, Lord, that while some may have not made it to this day, I have, and it is because of your grace and the purpose that you have for my life. While others may be in hospitals or in a prison cell or maybe under a bridge somewhere this moment, I have a roof over my head and I thank you, Father, for it is by your grace that it is so. And at this moment, O oh God, I lift your name above every other name. I exalt you and I glorify your creator, King of glory, for your goodness and your kindness. Thank you, God, that you do not consider me to be your child because I have money or because I have a position, a voice, a title. But it is so because you made me, you created me, and you are my father. And for that, I thank you. I appreciate you that God, being your child, is not bought. Being your child is not dependent on family history. Being your child is not dependent on race. Being your child is not dependent on background. Being your child is not dependent on how spiritual I am. Being your child is not dependent on what ministry I am under. It is rather you who decide for it is written that you are the one who call people. You are the one who appoint people, you anoint people, you choose people. My God, thank you, Jehovah, because of the privilege this moment, O oh Father. 
I honor you, Lord, for her life, for his life, for their life, Lord, as they are watching and as they, as they are praying. Wherever they are this moment, oh Lord, I lift them in your hands in prayer in Jesus' name. I ask that, Father, may you bless them, may you lift them, may you elevate them, may you help them, restore them in Jesus' name. For this is the name that we have been given according to scripture, that every knee at the mention of this very name bows. That every name that calls upon the name of the Lord is saved. And that's why we are confident in using the mighty name and the wonderful name, the powerful name and the great name of our Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ. My God, worldwide people today are thinking and they are celebrating, they are talking about Easter. From Friday, Lord, it has been holidays in some parts of the world. Saturday and today, Sunday, believers are rejoicing, Christians are rejoicing, and the world at large is talking about Easter. And I ask that God for us as believers, help us that we may learn and know the significance of this day to us as children of God. Let it not be us celebrating blindly, but let it be us celebrating with the purpose and knowledge, with the revelation of what this day means for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes that's all you need, a simple prayer where you are just thanking God. A prayer where you are looking around your life and you are appreciating God. A prayer where you are looking at your family and you are appreciating God. A prayer where you are looking at your children, your siblings, your relatives, and you are appreciating God. A prayer where you are looking at where you are and you are appreciating God. A prayer where you are looking at where God has taken you and where you are and you are thanking him. A prayer where you are looking into your life and you are thanking God. A prayer where you are looking at even the simple things, the fact that you have got food, the fact that you have got clothes, the fact that you have got electricity, the fact that you have got even data or a phone, the fact that you have got, you know, um, um, the grace to travel, the fact that you have got the grace to have uh, a lot of relatives. There are people who are alone and lonely at this moment. But you, I believe, have people around you whom you regard as a family, whom you regard as a friends. And for that, it is also a reason to thank God that thank you, Jehovah, I am not alone. I am um, here to share with you a message um, based on the word of God on a title, Stick with the Plan. Stick with the Plan. Hallelujah. Now, we want to understand today as the world is talking about Easter, as the people are talking about the resurrection of the Messiah, as the people are talking about what Christ went through, it is always important that you and I are reminded that as the children of God, what does it mean for us? And not only that, but what lessons can we draw from it that we can apply in our own lives? That's the whole purpose. You see, the Bible is a blueprint. And a blueprint is meant to be used as a base for you to build on. It is meant to be used as a foundation for you to begin your building. It is meant for, 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 for it to be as a guide for you to know how to move forward. It is meant to serve the purpose of a light that when you are in darkness with the word of God, you can have light so you see where you are supposed to go. 
It is meant to be the wisdom and the knowledge that when you are in darkness and you do not know what to do, the word of God is meant to provide the knowledge and the revelation. When you are stuck, the word of God is meant to help you to get unstuck. When you have fallen, the word of God is meant to help you so you can rise again. When you have failed, the word of God is meant to help you so you can begin to move and get victory once more. When all seems to be against you, the word of God is meant to provide a hope in your life. Hallelujah. So the word is important. Now stick with the plan. Um, let's go straight to the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Verses 1 to 12. Open your Bible from the book of Isaiah chapter 53. And we'll take our reading from verses 1 to 12. Praise be to God. That's basically the chapter and it is important because we want to see what God wants us to learn on sticking with the plan. Verse 1 in the Bible reads, Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Verse 6. All of us like sheep have betray, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep in silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. Verse 9, he had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Verse 10, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. 
And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. The last verse, 12. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier. Because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebels. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. I praise you for in the word, in the scriptures, we find insight. In the scriptures, we find germs. In the scriptures, we find treasure. In the scriptures, we find solutions. In the scriptures, we find antidotes. In the scriptures, we find remedies. In the scriptures, we find guidance. In the scriptures, we find answers. Thank you that God, as we have read and as we shall continue to meditate on the word, we are going to find more and more revelations about you, your kingdom, and about us. I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we have read Isaiah chapter 53 from verses 1 to 12. And the message that we are talking about is a stick with the plan. As you are reading the book of Isaiah chapter 53, God is communicating some stuff through the prophet Isaiah. And what he is saying is there is a master plan. There is a plan that was drawn before the foundation of the world. There is a plan that the father put together right at the start of it all. And this master plan involves the redemption of mankind. This master plan involves the restoration to himself, his people. This master plan involves those who are condemned to be uncondemned. This master plan involves those who are labeled as sinners to be known as redeemed. This master plan involves those who are supposed to be put to death, to be sentenced to death, to be liberated. This master plan involves those who are labeled as sick and without a cure or a healing to be free of sickness. This master plan involves those who are bruised to be perfected. This master plan involves those who are lost to be found again. This master plan involves those who are labeled as strangers to be known as children. Those who are servants, those who are misused or mistreated to be uh, uh, welcomed and to be respected, to have a position where they belong. Those who are no longer children to now belong or become children once again. And what is fascinating is that when you are reading this master plan of God, you realize that it was not a simple plan. It was not a pleasant plan. It was not an easy plan. It was not a plan where you would rejoice and say, I am going to take up this plan. 
It is not a type of plan that will leave people shouting glory to God or shouting hallelujah. It is not a type of plan that people will be tweeting or sending messages saying hashtag master plan. It is not a type of plan that people will be circulating so that it can be trending. It is not a type of plan that people would make noise about and celebrate. It is not a type of plan that you would go and you would hear everyone talk about because people are coping or following this plan. This was a painful plan because as you are reading, it had to do with the death of his own son. This is a master plan that God put together and it had to do with the shame of his own son. The embarrassment of his own son. His own son being labeled a criminal. His own son being left alone by his own disciples. His own son being uh, uh, betrayed by one of his own disciples. This was a plan that his own people would reject him. This was a plan that God's people, God's own creation, would start speaking bad about the Father himself. This is a plan that would cause people to start questioning if God does exist. This is a plan that people would question and say, but does God really love his son Jesus? How can he allow him to die? How can he allow him to be bruised? How can he allow him to be condemned? How can he allow him to be labeled as a murderer? How can he allow him to be crucified as a sinner? How can he allow him to be, you know, subjected to the ways of the enemy? And yet the father was calling this a master plan. The father was calling this a blueprint. The father was calling this as a perfect way out for us. He saw this as a perfect way for us to be brought back to himself. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that when we are saying stick with a plan, the plan is not always easy. The plan is not always smooth. The plan is not always free-flowing. The plan will not always make sense. The plan will not be easy on the eye. The plan will not be easy for you to hear it. The plan will not be easy for you to read it or to look at it. But because it is a master plan and you strongly believe that this is the plan that I have to stick to, then you make sure that you work on it. When you're talking about diet as a plan, you look at the food that you are supposed to be eating. It does not look good. It may not be tasty. When you are looking at the food that you are supposed to cut from or stop eating, it is the best food, the food that maybe you love, the food that maybe people around you love. But because you have got a plan to lose weight, you are supposed to stop eating this food. The drinks that you like, maybe it is juice or maybe it is a soft drink. But because you have got a plan to lose weight, you have to cut on these drinks because you have got an objective. You have got a plan to pass your examination. 
And for you to make it, you must pass the exam, meaning you must learn. And for you to learn, you must begin to cut the time that you are investing in other activities and you are now focusing or shifting or allocating that time toward your studies. And that is not an easy plan to do. Because the moment that you want to focus, the moment that you want to catch up, the moment that you want to research, the moment that you want to study is the same time that your favorite program is on television. The moment that you want to go and begin to do your work is the time that your friends are coming and they are saying, let us go out. The time that you are supposed to focus is the time that you are receiving a phone call and your friend wants you to chat. And yet you have got a master plan where you are saying, I have to make sure each day I am spending X amount of time toward my studies. The time that you have allocated for prayer is the time that your, maybe you, even your, your, your husband or your wife wants attention. The time that you have allocated to study, to meditate upon the word of God is the time that your partner is saying, my love, can you massage me? Can you spend the time with me? And then you are caught up in two minds, do I please my partner or do I go ahead and invest this time in studying the word of God? So sticking with the plan, you must understand that in 2023 will mean that you must be uh, um, um, disciplined. Hallelujah. Because God, the word of God is letting us know all the way from Isaiah, God had to stick with the master plan. He could have changed the plan along the way. He could have tweaked the plan along the way. He could have removed some of the hardship in this plan. He could have said, no, this would be too much for my son to go through. But because the father had already agreed and decided with himself that this is the plan I will use to redeem mankind, he had to stick with it. And that's the lesson that he was giving you and I, that when you make up your mind, when you decide what you want to do, when you say, this is what I'm going to do, you must learn to stick to your plan. Hallelujah. And irrespective of what was happening in time, the Bible says when Christ was born, he still had to die. Hallelujah. Even though there were moments where it seemed comfortable, everything was peaceful. He was busy performing miracles. He was busy healing people. He was having a good time. He was teaching and people were learning. He was known as a teacher, a master, a messiah. But one thing that did not change, one thing that could not change was the master plan that God has. Because God had to stick to the plan. As the disciples were getting too comfortable with having Jesus, he had to constantly remind them that, listen, a day will come when I have to leave you because my father has to stick with the plan. He had to say to them, listen, you are comfortable now, but you must know that a time will come when I am going to be betrayed. Why? Because I have to stick with the plan that my father has for me. He had to say to his mother, now you can imagine, your mother loves you so much. She carried you for nine months. But because of the plan, he had to say to her, woman, listen, I am going to depart. I have to be killed. And that was a painful conversation I can imagine. But because he had to stick with the plan, he had to do it. Hallelujah. When you are training a child in whatever it is that you are training them, it may not be the, 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 the best time for them. 
it may not be the easiest time for them. But because you have a plan, you want them to learn this. You have a plan, you want them to you know, um, absorb this. You have a plan, you want them to understand this. You have a plan, you need them to take this because it will help them in their life. You stick with it. Because you understand that without this plan, their life will be in danger. But when they learn this lesson, when they learn this, it is going to benefit them. So because of that, you stick with the plan. Waking up in the morning might not be easy, but you understand that in order for you to provide for your family, to provide for your children, to provide for your you know, relatives, you must go to work. What do you do? When the alarm goes off, you have to wake up and you have to get ready for work. Why? Because you must stick with the plan. Your business might not be doing so well right now, but because you understand your livelihood is dependent on this business, you stick with the plan. You wake up and you go out. You have to do what you have to do as part of your business so that you can earn a living for your family. What are you doing? You are sticking with the plan. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this statement. Right? I posted this earlier, so it's available. You can read it, but I want to say it here. We go through life having plans that provide details on what, how, and when. Our plans are constantly under attack from circumstances, situations, opposition, hate, jealousy, envy, pride, laziness, anger, lies, deception, and many other things of that sort. So what I am saying is, in life, any area of your life, there's always a plan that you have. Hallelujah. There's always something that you are thinking about. There's always something that you are saying, look, this is what I want to do in order for me to arrive there. But it will never be a smooth sailing. It will never be an easy road. There will be challenges, oppositions, obstacles that you're going to face. But in order for you to see success, you must stick with the plan. And if I can share with you the importance or how you are able to stick with the plan is when you involve Jesus Christ. Because on your own, on my own, it is difficult. You reach a moment where you can easily give up. When the storm begins to hit against your plan, it is easy to drop the plan. But when you have Jesus, you are reminded that he is the prince of peace. Hallelujah. In the middle of the storm, Jesus can bring tranquility. So you must always have Christ with you so that while there is a storm, Christ can restore peace so that you stick with the plan. So right now, we are not just rejoicing, we are not just celebrating about Easter, but we are learning that God is stuck with the plan in order for us to have this day. God had to stick with the plan in order for us to be redeemed today. We are known as children of God, we are known as Christians, we are known as believers because someone had to stick with the plan. Christ had to stick with the plan. 
He could have gotten so comfortable and said, Father, I cannot longer go ahead with this plan. But he had to stick with it because he had you in mind. He had me in mind. He had us in mind. He had our future in mind that if I cannot stick with this plan, they will never be free. If I cannot stick with this plan, they will never rejoice. If I cannot stick with this plan, they will never be able to overcome the devil. If I cannot stick with this plan, they will never be able to overcome sickness. If I cannot stick with this plan, they will never be able to ask for forgiveness and God to hear them. If I cannot stick with this plan, they'll never be free again. But I must stick with this painful plan so that they may be redeemed. Praise the Lord. Now, for you to know that Christ was sticking with the plan and it was not easy, he said in his own words that a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. He was sharing this with the disciples. And you can imagine, he knew, he could tell, he could sense that there is no honor, there is no love, there is no respect for me in my hometown. But that never caused him to give up. It never caused him to quit. It never caused him to say, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. These people are ungrateful. No, but he stuck with the plan because he knew that if he could not do that, these people would be lost. And in one place, he said while having supper that um, the one that is going to dip his hand with me is my betrayer. That one of you is going to betray me. And they began to ask one another, the disciples, that is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? And he said, the one that shall dip his hand with me in the, in the, pot, in the plate is he that will betray me. But that never caused him to give up. He stuck with the plan even though he was eating with the betrayer. Even though he was sitting with a betrayer, even though he was communicating with a betrayer, even though he knew that the betrayer was inside, he still continued with the plan because he stuck with the plan. If he didn't do that, today we will not be talking about Easter, we will not be talking about Resurrection Sunday, we will not be talking about Resurrection Day, we will not be talking about you know um, him being raised from the dead, we will not be talking about him overcoming death, we will not be talking about us redeemed, but because he stuck with the plan, today we are here as a testimony to rejoice of the work that he did. And the last one is, after all these things were happening, he went with Peter, James, and John in the mountain to pray. And the Bible says he left them and he went a little further and he began to pray. And when he returned, he found them sleeping. He asked them, could you not watch with me even an hour? He went back and he carried on praying. And the word of God says as he was praying, his spirit was so crushed. His spirit was so heavy and his sweat was turning into droplets of blood. And in his prayer, he said, Lord, let this cup pass me by. And then he said, not by my will, but by your will. And the will of the father was not for this cup to pass him by. The will of the father was not for him not to go through death. So God had to stick with the plan. And because Jesus accepted the will of the father, he also stuck with the plan to go ahead and be killed. Praise the Lord. So I, I want you to know that you must stick with the plan. Today, as you are meditating about God sticking with the plan, as you are thinking about Jesus sticking with the plan, I want you to look at your own life and ask yourself, what plans do you have? What have you given up which you are meant to stick on? 
What have you quit which you were not meant to stop? Where have you faded away where you are meant to continue going? You need to revise your plans in 2023. You need to revise your goals in this month of April. You need to refocus. Hallelujah. And they say, this is what I want to achieve and I better stick with my plan. It might not be easy, but let me stick with my plan. It might not be popular, but let me stick with my plan. It might not be a favorable decision or choice, but let me stick with my plan. It may not be the easiest of things to do, but let me stick with my plan. I may be laughed at, but let me stick with my plan. I may lose my friends, but let me stick with my plan. They may not understand me, but let me stick with my plan. I may not fit in, but let me stick with my plan. As long as you have got Christ as part of that plan, as long as you have got Christ on your side with you in the boat, then there is no need to worry. You know that sticking with your plan will bear fruit. It will bear result. It will bear benefit. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I honor you this day. My Father, you stuck with the plan about Jesus being crucified. You didn't waver or change up until the moment when he gave up the ghost. Up until the moment you rose him from the dead by the Spirit of God. And Jesus, you never gave up, you never stopped until the moment when the work was done. You went ahead even though it was painful. You went ahead even though it was lonely. You went ahead even though it was embarrassing. You went ahead even though it was filled with shame. You went ahead even though it was not popular. But because you had to stick with the plan, you went ahead and today here we are, we are remembering of your resurrection. My God, I thank you because of this teaching. I pray, Lord, for them as they are listening, as they are learning, that may they go back in the book of Isaiah and study again the plan of God and begin to relate this in their own life. Let them take the lessons from this scripture and apply them in their own plans so that they may see success. My Lord, I honor you and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, that's the word that was given to me for you that stick with the plan. Um, I would urge you and encourage you that find the time. Go back in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 1 to 12. Study it again. Read it again. Highlight if you have to. You know, um, ask questions if you have to. The Holy Spirit is your help. Ask him for help. And if you want help from me, interact with me. Ask questions and say, this verse here, how? I don't understand it. What exactly does it mean? Let's have dialogue if you want us to. But make sure that you go back into the word, search the scriptures, and allow the Holy Spirit to keep speaking to you because there is stuff that is in this teaching. Stick with the plan. With that, have the, a beautiful afternoon. Enjoy the week that starts tomorrow. And um, the rest of April, know that you must be sticking with your plan. The rest of the year, redefine your plan if you have to, but make sure that once you start moving on it, stick with the plan. Enjoy, and God lift you. Shalom.